Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching you winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Okay, so here's a really common mistake that I see salespeople making, especially newer ones when I am coaching my executive sales clients, which are multiple seven-figure entrepreneurs who have sales teams, um, their teams, right? So um, very often they are doing a lot of DM work. Again, I'm a woman who's made multiple millions of dollars literally in DMs, (laughs) direct messaging people. There's a lot of strategy to it. It's not just about going back and forth with anyone. And I notice a lot of times when people are not really good at this, they come off spammy, scammy, sleazy versus being um, a solution or serving the the right S words. And so when you have a salesperson who's newer at this or just not the best at this, what happens is they're just excited that somebody responds in the first place. Okay. So they're like, oh my gosh, somebody's responding. So I'm just going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with them. And I'm going to consider them a good lead because they're showing me attention. That is not what makes somebody a good lead. And at the same time, we're actually wasting a lot of time and energy if we're just frolicking about with anyone and not really moving them through the sales process and making sure that we're working with qualified leads. Now, here's the thing. Before I became a sales consultant, a brand and strategist, I've been in sales my entire life. I've done every single type of sales, but I also was somebody who was really in social media, working conversion events or you know, making sales consistently through online DMing. And what happens is I would go every single month and I would provide a complete list of the people that I was going to close as our future clients to my boss and literally would get at least 40 out of 50 of them correct and some on top. (laughs) There's always those fun surprises when you're doing the right things. So how did I do that? wasn't just because I was like in DMs with those people in conversations. It was because I understand who was qualified, who was nurtured enough, who really saw the value of working with us, who had the right tools and assets to make a buyer decision, who was qualified. Because again, I want to say this again and again and again, if you are somebody who chooses to launch, okay? Um, Again, I personally don't do that in my business right now. But if you are somebody who launches, it does not matter how well-spoken you are, how great your program is, how fabulous the workshop information is, if you don't have the right qualified buyers there. And at the same time, you're never going to be making consistent sales, even if you choose not to launch, right? Because again, I'm making consistent sales, but I'm not launching. How? Because I understand my profit producing activities. And that is always through connecting with people, not just anyone really about your ideal clients. So it's really important that you are teaching your sales team or having me right come in and support your sales team to understand how to identify your ideal client. 
how they talk, the verbiage that they use, you know, what to look for, what to uh, ask. You always want to be asking questions so that you are really moving the conversation to understand if the person's qualified or not. So what are we looking for? Let's just make this really simple. There's seven different things that characteristics and traits that we're looking for when it comes to your ideal client being qualified. Okay. Now, of course, this is going to be a little bit different for each person. And big question that I get is if I have multiple programs and different tiers within my programs, is it the same ideal client in each of them? No, you're going to have a different ideal client for every single one of them. In fact, I love to name my ideal clients. I dream them up. I work with you to dream them up. And it's because we need to know why are we doing this? Who are we serving? Are we connecting with them? And do they see the value? So every time you price something, every time you come up with a masterclass, every time that you are coming up with a new program, every time you come up with a new offer, whatever it is, you need to really consult your ideal client and ask, do you get this? Can you afford this? Is like this your jam? Like, do you see the value of, of this? Do you need this? Okay. So let's talk about what makes a qualified lead. Again, there's seven things that I like to consider. Number one is, do they have a want and a need? Okay. Because they have to have both. There's so many times that, you know, I'll go and I'll see somebody and I can tell she has the absolute potential to be a badass IFB. She's going to be really, really successful because she has the tools. She's committed. I'll go look at her websites. I'll look at her programs and I'm like, oh, she's really undercharging for her services. My goodness, her model doesn't make sense. She she has all the ability in the world to be getting more recurring revenue, to be securing more future income, to be charging more, to be working less, to create more impact. Like, But she's not having the right systems in place to be able to support her to do that. So she needs me, right? I can help this girl. I can change her life. But it doesn't matter if she doesn't want a coach, a consultant, or like me, if she doesn't want to work with me or doesn't want to work with you. you. They have to have both. You can't want something more for your client or your lead than they want it for themselves, okay? Because otherwise, you're just going to be convincing them rather than conveying your message and standing your truth. You're going to come off spammy, scammy, sleazy, like you're pitching versus inviting them to plug into your power. So you have to understand the boundaries of that. And here's the thing. That's the most important qualifier because if they don't pass this qualifier, all the other ones don't even matter, all right? Because if they don't want you, you're wasting your damn time, okay? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I had to do it. You know, I did. Let it go. All right. Anyway, so want and need for the program. That is qualifier number one. Number two, can they afford you? Can they afford you? Now, here's the thing. That's a really blunt question just to ask in the DM, right? Like, how much money you make, girl? Where are you at? <laughs> what you got? No, well, that's definitely not the way to do that. There's definitely strategies to go about that. And again, this is something I love to help and support you on to understand that every person that you're talking to, how to understand if they can afford you or not. Because if not, you know, there's no point of having these conversations if they're not going to be able to move forward. Now, of course, this is very important to understand. There are people, just because they can't afford you, it doesn't mean that they're to be written off. Okay. That's not how this works because there are people who understand the difference between price and value. There's some people that literally just shop price tags. Okay. How much does that cost? How much money is that? What's the price? versus understanding the investment, which is the value, right? So, you know, there's there's some people who technically can afford you, but they are looking for the cheapest option, okay? Don't worry, they're gonna go get that and they'll be back because you get what you pay for, okay? Let's be real. Now, there's somebody else who understands the value and just because they can't afford you doesn't mean they, they, that they won't get that money, 
All right. Because where there's a will, there is a way. There are loan options. There are, you know, people get inheritances. All people get bonuses all of a sudden. Like, and when they see the value, when they get that money, they know their next move. Okay. So I just want to remind you, this does not mean you write somebody off. The want to need, if they don't want you, you're going to have to write that off. The, the, can they afford you? Doesn't necessarily mean that. But um, that is something that's obviously really important. I'd rather you be talking to people that have the money to pay and invest with you. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is historical buying decisions. All right. So we need to know, have they invested before? Does it make sense to be investing with you? If all they've ever done is watch free YouTubes, read some library books, and maybe get a $99 membership, and then you're going to start presenting something that's $10,000 or more to them, Mm, this doesn't seem the next logical sense for their buyer psychology. That's going to be leaps and bounds for them. It's going to scare the shit out of them when you say that that investment level, okay? They're going to see it as a price tag and it's going to make them, them scared. So we need to understand, do they understand investing versus spending and where are they at? This is why it's very important to study the market, to study other coaches, to understand where they're at and their investment levels so that it makes a, a smart decision and it makes sense for people. So when people say, oh yes, I've invested with this person before. And you know, that's maybe $500 a month program offering something that's a thousand dollars. It might be like a little uncomfortable for them, but like that is the next logical step. Not everybody is crazy like me. It goes from like a very, you know, uh, entry level and starts investing very high. But again, I don't think that's a coincidence with the amount of success that I've had because they understand return of investment, getting what you pay for and working with the best. Okay. So not everybody's like that. You have to know that because it's probably like how you are too. And you're just a one percenter, right? You're an IFB. All right. Not everybody's like that. So you have to understand maybe if they're used to doing $10,000 program, uh, a $20,000 program is the next step versus offering the $100,000 thing that you have. You just have need to know. And it's really smart, not understanding your competitors. I don't like that. I'm not competing with anybody, but maybe understanding other comparable influencers that are similar to you. If they like you, they're going to like them and vice versa. So it's really important to kind of know what's happening in the market. Um, and that's something to consider when you're qualifying your ideal lead, their historical buying decision. So again, we have the want and need for a program. Can they afford you? And what are their historical buying decisions? The next one is one of the biggest ones that I just love is understanding the power of proximity. Proximity is key. There's so many times that I have my girlfriends who are like, hey, Cynthia, there's this $3,000 program thing happening for like three months. Do you want to do it with me? Um, you're going to love it. Just say yes because it's going to be great. And we want to do it together. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Just like, boom, here you go. Nothing. How many times has me and my friends been like, oh, $111. Let's watch it tonight. Okay, let's go. Like, we don't even know who the person is, what they offer. Just like my friends want to do it with me. Sure. Right now I invested recently $50,000 painful for my mentor because of a referral. Like I had a friend that was loving the process of working with them said, yeah, you should do it. I didn't really know much about the, the coach other than I really trusted the person that sent it to me because it's very normal for the people that I surround myself by to invest. So think of this. If you're having someone on a console or in connections in your DMs, really saying something along the lines of like, yeah, um, everyone that I know is going to think I'm nuts if I pay for this. This is too much money. I don't know other entrepreneurs. Like, I don't like, you have to understand as much as you want to root for the underdog, as much as you want the black sheep to succeed, that you're just somebody most likely who's online and like not somebody that's with them in the reality. I was working with a sales team the other day and I kind of gave them the example, like, look, if you're somebody that offers nutrition and dieting support and somebody literally is surrounded with people who eat terrible all the time, constantly having what Big Macs and, and barbecue and soda, it's going to be almost impossible for them to get the results because of who these 
surround themselves by. Proximity is super key to people's success. And so it's important to understand where does your ideal client spend their time? That's where you need to go. And like attracts like. You are the five people you spend the most time with, and so is your ideal client. This is a big way to build referrals. This is a great way to, um, to you know, be getting more clients is understanding proximity and understanding where your people are. Um, so that's important to look at and something that you need to be teaching your sales team or, of course, if you're the person making sales that you're really considering as well. The other thing is now number five is going to be understanding, again, we already talked about this a little bit, but making sure that they understand value versus price. There's people in my family have come to me and they're like, oh, I want to start a business because that'll be fun and easy. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. And they're like, well, what do I do? I'm like, you really need to get a coach. You need to get to mentor a mentor. And they're like, okay, well, where should I go? And what does that cost? What's the price? I'm like, well, this is a good person. Like I, I know them. I've worked with them. Um, this is where I kind of got started. They're $1,500 a month. They're like, oh, hell no. That's crazy. That's you're, that, you're, who spends that? And I'm like, okay, there's no point in me having this conversation because I'm not here to convince you. <laughs> I'm just here to do my thing, convey my message, right? But then again, you'll see these people have this conversation with you. That's crazy to spend that amount of money, but yet they will drive flashy cars and or they will go on these grandioso vacations <laughs> that literally are a liability versus an asset, right? So some people just don't get it and you're not here to waste time convincing them. You're here to then create new lead generation, keep filling your funnel and have the right conversations with the right people. So again, um, if you are having your sales team sit there and feature dump and spend a lot of time telling them why this is worth it and don't you see the value and here we can lower it for you or we can negotiate a bargain, like that's not the vibe. Okay. Let's just switch gears and find somebody who understands investing and the value. So we need to make sure that they understand that we're looking for people who buy off value and not off price. So then the next one is number six, and this is, do they have decision-making power? Because that is the worst. Oh my gosh. I remember when I first started doing social selling, the worst, because I was like, oh, she's qualified because she has what need and she can afford it. And she has historical behind decisions and she has proximity and like she understands the value. And then you spent all this time talking to them and moving them through the sales process and going through the launches and the workshops. And now you had a connection call and a strategy session. And now it's time to buy on the consult. But oh, wait, I forgot to see if they had the decision power. How many times have you had the objection? Um, well, my husband doesn't really support me doing this. First of all, I just can't relate to that one whatsoever, but it happens. Okay. How did we miss this one? There's clever ways you can go about finding out right from the get-go. This is like one of the first things I find out if they have the decision power. Here, you know what? I'm gonna give it to you. Just just say. Oh my gosh. So, you know, as you're bonding with people, are you married? Do you have kids? It's great. You just say to them, ready? Oh, well, your spouse, and let's be honest, it's not usually wives holding the men's back. I'm just having a real conversation. Unfortunately, it's a lot of times men not being able to support their wives to be able to invest in themselves where you can just say, oh my goodness, your husband must be very, very proud of you for the business that you built and for you considering our programs and to be investing in yourself. I don't know what it is, but it's like hashtag internet people, right? <laughs> like they're going to be like, oh yeah, of course. Like I do my thing and he always supports me. Um, and, or they're gonna be like, oh hell no, you don't understand. Like he doesn't get it. Don't wait till the end to find that out because 
Now you're not just convincing this person, you have to convince two people. And that's not your job to convince anyone. Okay. So really find this out early. Make sure your salespeople find this out early. Clever ways to go about it. I just gave you one. Um, that's something you can do. So I want to make sure that we are considering that. And um, just so you know, that doesn't mean, again, you're writing them off. None of these are writing them off except the want and need. And the want and need can change, just so you know. When you get a no, it never really means no. It's kind of like I need more clarity to say yes or not right now kind of thing, right? But um, there are times when you know people said that I need my husband's support. And I'm the same way, okay? If I'm about to make a really big investment, I go to my husband and say, babe, I'm telling you all the facts now. I'm doing this, but I want to make sure like you answer I answer all your questions that you feel supported before I do this crazy, scary thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I always make my husband almost like poop himself. Poor guy. But I know that big risks lead to big rewards and that I am not a gamble. I'm not a gamble. I'm an adult and I'm a, the CEO of my business and I'm not dabbling. Like I'm full blown in this, you know? So he really supports me on that. Um, but there's been times that like, you know, I've had to have conversations with the husbands as well. And that's, that's fine. Totally. Um, but the thing is, you, there's been times, this is my favorite, when husbands write me or DM me and they're saying, I'm so sorry I ever doubted my wife for trusting in you because like, damn, you're the real deal. Like our life is so much better. So, so happy she did it. Like that happens too. But either way, you need to find this out early. You need to understand that they're decision-making power. Now it's not just spouses and it's specifically not just husbands. It can be wives too, but also very often this is a business partner. Like if you're talking to somebody one-on-one and you didn't realize the whole time they had a business partner, uh-oh, <laughs> you need to get them both involved, right? So things like that are important for you to consider when it comes to qualifying. Now, number seven, this is one that I like to add that other people don't really talk about is intuition. Like your gut just knows. Like when I see an it girl, I know she's an it girl. When I see an IFB, I know an IFB because I feel the frequency. I feel the energy. And again, again, and again, I can go to a crowd of a thousand people and I can pick out the hundred women that are going to be my clients because I like can really vibe with them. I can really sense them. Like, you know, I'm not here to please everybody or work with everybody. I'm here for the people that are the women that are truly ready to skyrocket their revenue, who are ready to like make consistent sales, who are ready to do the damn thing and be really supported by somebody who's leaning by example. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not everybody who can handle that. But I understand the frequency of a woman who is the real deal and is committed. And I'll tell a woman if she's not, you know what I'm saying? Because I need a woman to come into my world and get results because that is literally my reputation. So um, it's trusting your intuition. So once you connect to your ideal client again, and your salespeople do too, they're going to know what that person feels like, how they talk, what their goals are, what their answers are, what they're looking for support on. And once you know, when you see one, it's, it gets very easy. So I work with sales teams on really identifying ideal clients, really being able to support them, asking qualifying questions, having the right conversations, moving the sales process and making sure that we're consistently converting people who are going to come in and actually get results. Not just anybody. Okay. Not just anybody up in here, not up in here. <laughs> so um, these are the seven qualifiers. And just as a recap one more time, it's do they have a want and need for the program? Can they afford it? Do they have the historical buying decisions that would support this as the next logical move? Um, do they have proximity? Are they showing that they're surrounding themselves by other people that are going to think, uh, but of course, this is the smart thing to do and support them in their success? Um, number five, are they going to have buying based off value versus off price? 
Number six, are they the decision maker? And number seven, does your intuition just feel her in your program or him, right? So if your sales team does not understand this, this is something you need to be working on or something I'd love to help them on. Or if you need help understanding how to really get this information from your ideal client so you know your profit producing activities, well, I just want to remind you, you can always reach out to info at CynthiaStant.com to learn more about what it's like to work with me. Um, and also you can always visit CynthiaStant.com to learn about our, our group programs, our VIP days, uh, one-on-one working, or even our executive sales coaching, which again is when I train the sales team. So until next time, get working on this, really do the work. This is everything. Ideal client work is not something to rush over. Okay. You got this. Acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfeminineBeast.com to join our communities. And so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. I can't wait to see you on the inside.